Blog Talk Radio. Everybody hear that Lord. 
Praise God, praise God, how good he is. Another day that the Lord has kept us. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you, Lord, Lord, we ask tonight, Lord, that you speak through me, O Father, and that you will touch the hearts that's out there in Radio Land. In Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you for it. Tonight I'm going to be speaking and giving different scriptures on different things. And the first thing my topic is tonight, what God is like. Do we really know what God is like? God is righteous. God is love. God is faithful. God is many things. God is merciful. God is patient. God is kind. Praise God. And tonight the scripture I'm going to lift up is Psalms 100. And 45, 17 verse, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his work. And tonight I just want to take my time and just to slow down and bring the word of God to you. Because God is righteous, punish all sin. God cannot overlook our sins or pretend that he does not know about them. God has made a way for us to be forgiven of all our sins. He sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to take, praise God, the punishment of our sins. And we can read in Acts 10, 43, his name, whoever believe in him, shall receive remission. That means forgiveness of sin. Praise God. God personally righteousness when he forgives the sin of those who take Jesus as his Savior. God is love. First John 4 and 18. Praise God. God is love. Use only one word to strive God nature. It says God is love. And just as God's holiness is perfect, his righteousness is perfect, so also his love be perfect. God's love is perfect. As God were only holy and righteous, we would have no chance of going to heaven when we die. But God is only holy and righteous, the word said. It was love that motivated God to create us in his own image. When man rebelled against God, it was God's love that made a way for us to be forgiven of our sins and to come into his family, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God's love will never change. Or fade away. God said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with love kindness have I drawn you. Jeremiah 31 and 3 tells us that. We do not know God's love by outward circumstances. Praise God. 
God may allow us to suffer severely in this world. Many of God's people do suffer severely, but their outward circumstances do not indicate that God loves them. But we know the love of God by two great facts, praise God. In Romans 5 and 8, it tells us God showed his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God gave his spirit to live in us. It is so much in the mind of God that we should know his love for us that he has given his own spirit to live in us and pour his love into our hearts. The Bible says that the love of God is poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who is given to us, Romans 5 and 5. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. This world is not our home. Heaven is our home. We do not yet live in heaven, but God has given us a place to live now. And that place is the love of God. We are to live continuously in the joy of knowing that we are loved by God as he loved his own son. In Jude 21, the Bible said, keep yourself in the love of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. What God is like, God is faithful. Glory to God. This means that God always does what he say he will do. He always keeps his word and his promise. He always faithful and dependable. The Bible said to know, therefore, that the Lord your God, he is God, faithful God, which keep covering and mercy with those who love and keep his commandments. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Praise God. Hallelujah. God keep every promise that he makes. He is the God of truth, and he cannot lie. He has promised eternal life to all who believe on his son and receive him as the Savior and Lord. In 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, God not only saved us, but he also keep us. Praise God. The Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is merciful. In Luke 23 and 34, praise God. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This means that God is good and kind, gracious and forgiving to those who deserve only punishment. Jesus showed us God's boundless mercy when he was crucified on the cross. He asked the Father to forgive the very ones who crucified him. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, before he was saved, he was very religious man. Glory to God. But he was also very wicked. He hated Jesus and he hated all those who believed in Jesus. He went about killing Christians and dragging them out of their homes and throwing them into prison. Praise God. But Jesus loved Paul and had a wonderful plan for his life. The love Jesus showed his great mercy in saving Paul and calling him to serve him. 
Praise God. God is calling a lot of us today to serve him. Paul never got over the mercy and the grace which the Lord showed to him. Paul wrote, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injury. But he said, I obtained mercy and grace of our Lord with exceeding abundance with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 1, 12 and 4. God is patient. We live in an evil world where wicked men blaspheme the name of God and write blasphemer books about his son. Our Lord Jesus Christ is exercising great patience with wicked people today. But the day is coming when God will exercise his righteous judgment against sinners, praise God. God does not get upset, but my God, so many of us get upset with different things, praise God. He does not lose his temper, praise God. He is called the God of patience. He instructs his believers to be patient with others. The Bible said, now the God of patience and consolation grants you to be lack-minded, one towards according to Christ Jesus in Romans 15 and 5. Glory to God. God is kind. People have all kinds of wrong ideas about God. Many think that God is a harsh judge when we can never please. The truth is God is the kindest person you could ever imagine. Jesus said that God is kind and unthankful, praise God, and and to the evil, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. I come to tell you that we serve a kind and loving God today. He wants to do, and he always accomplishes it. God said, I am God, and there is no lack me, praise God. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient time, the time that are not yet done sin, my counsel shall sin, and I will all be in my presence, praise God. I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I also will do it, praise God. David was a man who knew God as his victory. David trusts in the Lord, and he never lost the battle. And at the end of his life, he wrote, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our God forever and ever. Y'all, O oh Lord, is the greatest and the power and the glory and the victory and the mystery of all, praise God. And we can see that in Second Chronicle 9, 10, and 11. Satan and all the power of darkness tried to keep the Lord Jesus in the grave. But he rose from the dead, from the grave, hallelujah, on the third day. Victory, praise God, over sin and death. Satan, all the power of darkness, nothing couldn't hold him, praise God, hallelujah, Jesus. We do not have to be defeated because Satan has already been defeated. 
our Lord Jesus have already done that. We shall in his mighty victory. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 says, Thanks be to God who give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Three great facts that we should know. God is a personal. He is not a force or in personal power. He is a living person. God loved us and want us to know him. He want us to know his glory, his wisdom, his power, and his love for us. God has spoken to us in a Bible book, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, because God speaks to us today through his word, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God is gracious, praise God. God is the most gracious person in the universe. God described himself to Moses in those words. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, praise God. Long-suffering and abundance in goodness and truth, praise God. God is gracious in his kindness, love, and forgiveness to guilty sinners who trust his son as their savior, praise God. We can come to God with fear and trembling, wondering how he could ever forgive us of all our sins. But we can discover that God's kindness and his love is a thousand times more than we could ever imagine, praise God. God's glory is the glory of his grace. God loves to forgive us and take us into his arms and pour out his love and kindness to us, praise God. And that's what he did when he went on the cross, praise God. Glory to God when he gave his life for us, praise God. Satan will love, will lack the thought of what he had been and the sin we had permitted to this urge us, but God will use them to make his grace in Christ more precious to us and to fill us with his praise to him for his love and his grace, praise God. God is truth. God is truth. All liars have their thoughts in Satan. Jesus said that Satan was a murderer from the beginning. And abide not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he spoke a lie, he spoke of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it, John 8 and 44. God is the God of truth. God cannot lie. The Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father but by me. John fourteen six. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth, who guide us into all truth using God's Word, which is the Word of Truth. Praise God. God hates liars. In His Word, God lists seven things that He hates. Two of them are a lying tongue and a false witness who speak lies, praise God. The battle of the age between God and Satan is a battle for the mind and the heart of people. It is a battle between God's truth 
and Satan lies. Praise God. Glory to God. God is our heavenly father. The moment we come as a sinner to the Lord Jesus and take him as our savior, we are born again spiritually into this family of God. Jesus told his believers to call God father because God is our father. We look to him for our needs. He loves us with all his heart, and he has promised to care for us, praise God. God cares for us. God is perfect. In Matthew 5 and 48, God's glory is perfection to all his people. God is perfect in holiness. He is perfect in love. He is perfect in righteousness. He is perfect in his mercy. Praise God. Everything about God is perfect. Praise God. God never makes a mistake. God is too wise to make a mistake. And he is too good to ever be kind to us. David said, as for God, his way is perfect. Psalms 18 and 30. Glory to God. Because of God is perfect. His wisdom, his love, his power, he make all things work together for good to his believers, his love, praise God. We know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, praise God. Romans 8 and 28, God is unchangeable. Glory to God. I'm so glad to know that God is unchangeable, praise God, because God will never change, praise God. This means that God never changed. He is always the same, praise God. Glory to God, praise and thank him that he is going to be happy all the time. Praise God. Have you been around people? Praise God. One minute they up and one minute they down. One minute they happy and one minute they sad. Sometimes you don't know what to think about them. Praise God. But praise God. God never changed. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God is civilian. Glory to God. This means that God is absolutely, totally personal control of everything that happened in the universe. Jesus said that two spirit was sold for less than a penny, and yet not one of them could fall to the ground without God knowing, willing, or permitting it, praise God. God rules over everything in this world, praise God, and there is nothing that can hinder or prevent God from doing what he purposed to do. Glory to God, my Baba tells me he does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can say his hand or say unto him, what are you doing? Praise God. Daniel 4.35, glory to God. And everywhere in all things, God rule over his creation. Praise God. God has been here. Glory to God. Did you know that God has actually been here on earth? Praise God. God, the son of man, came into a human race as a tiny baby. The Lord Jesus grew up and lived here for 33 years. Praise God. God has been here. 
God wants us to know what he is really like. So he sent his beloved son into the world. Jesus came to tell us and show us what God is really like. Speaking of the Lord Jesus, the Bible said in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God, praise God. And the word was made flesh and dwell among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. And from the beginning of God has desired to reveal himself to man. As long as God was invisible, he could not be known. But God wrapped himself up in a man, praise God. The Bible said, great is the mystery of godliness. And God was manifest, praise God, in the flesh. First Timothy 3.16, praise God, hallelujah. He that has seen me has seen the Father, John 14 and 9, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This gracious Lord Jesus died for our sins. He was buried, but he rose from the dead on the third day. He appeared on earth 40 days after his resurrection, and then he went back to heaven. Today he is seated, thanks at the right hand of God the Father. And as he is our Savior, he, be, as he, is our Savior, he belongs to us, and we belong to him forever. Oh, I thank God. How do we please God? If we truly love God, we will want to please him in his word. God has told us what pleased him. God is pleased when we trust him. God is pleased when we obey him. God is pleased when we choose to love him. God is pleased when we delight in his son. God is pleased when we thank him. God is pleased when we praise him. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise his holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for your word tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Pastor Gaskin, that was so awesome that we need to love God and trust God at his word. He's an awesome father. Would you pray for our listeners tonight? Yes, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, as I come to you tonight, oh God, Lord, all that's out in radio land right now, Father, I lift them up in prayer. I pray, Father, for them, Father, that you will touch their mind, their body, their souls, oh God. Father, that you will bring salvation, oh God. God, that you will reach down right now, Lord, and see every need that needs to be fixed, every soul that needs to be saved, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, just pour out tonight your spirit, oh God. All those souls, Lord, that's asking, that need you, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we believe you. God, any infirmity that anyone may have out there tonight, oh God. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, that you heal it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we believe you and we trust you. We stand on your promise. We stand on your word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the mighty name of Jesus and God, we know that you can do it because you said it in your word. All we got to do is believe. 
All we got to do is stand on your word and your promises because they are to your children. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I decree it and I command it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Woo! We feel that anointing. Yes, Good God of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Asking, will you give us your full name and the address of your church and how they can get in touch with you? Praise God. Hallelujah. The church address is 3555 Lively, Virginia. Mailing address is 2972 Laurel, L-A-R-A Road, Lancaster, Virginia, 22503. Phone number is Erico 804. 313-1526. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you have just heard from Pastor Annie Gaskin, and truly, truly is victory in the name of Jesus. You have to visit her at Victory Temple in Lively, Virginia. I'm sure your soul is stirred up as she has expounded on the word. Any closing remarks before we go out, Pastor Gaskin? Praise God, hallelujah. I just would like to say thou is righteousness and not one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How many are righteous who have sinned? But praise God said in the word, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who should ever believe in him shall not perish, praise God, means be not lost, but shall have everlasting life, praise God. As many has received him, the Lord Jesus Christ, to them, he gave them power to become the sons of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen and amen. Pastor Gaskin came to tell you something. Hey. <laughs> God bless yes. you. Thank you so much. Amen. And you yes. can hear Pastor Gaskin each week on Wednesdays from 7 o'clock p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Again, you can hear Pastor Annie Gaskin right here in the United States in the state of Lively, Virginia, on Wednesdays from 7 o'clock p.m. to 7.30 p.m. She came to tell you something. Amen.
and the raving of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What matter of man is this? So he commanded even the wind and water, and they obeyed him. And they arrived at the country of the Gargarines, which, which is over against Galilee. And the, if I had to title this message this morning, it would be, Oh ye, oh ye of little faith. As we study this passage of Scripture, we realize that faith sometimes can be like an improbable thing. Faith can be something that we have locked up. Or we say that we believe in God. We believe in his word. We believe in offers of prosperity, but we won't believe in for other things. In the book of Luke, in chapter 8, 22, 26, we find Jesus and his disciples on a boat. Now, the, now these are the same disciples that had walked with Jesus. They knew his way. Well, they had witnessed his miracles. Have you, have you ever been in a boat and... You were so scared because you thought it, it was going to tip over. Now, this might not have been the first boat you ever been on, but you you weren't too sure about the about the path you were taking. But immediately, as the storm began to do, they became afraid. Go on to where he was sleeping to say, Master, we passed immediately, we perished. And immediately Jesus arose and released his soul. Sometimes our faith can cause us to jump the gun. And this is what we find right here. Before they could really get going. And they were had come had become afraid, and they went to where Jesus was sleeping, and wanted him to get up and come to see the, see about the problem. See, they were in a storm. How does that relate to us? Sometimes we get in a storm, and before the boat gets to rocking good, we want to get out. But I come by this morning to tell you that you don't always have to get out of the boat because it's rocking. Sometimes it's best to stay in the boat. That may that way we might receive what God is saying to us. When we encounter a storm, the storm tells us that we need to trust God. How many storms have you been through? In your lifetime. If you go back and look your life over, you'll find that 
you had many storms. And the reason I say to look your life over is because you're still here. That means that God has saw you through. He didn't let the storm overtake you. We shouldn't let fear paralyze us. We should have faith by knowing that the word, what the word of God says. Sometimes we get so scared of just being in a situation that our faith becomes little to nothing. We even try to fight that. We're just scared right to death. If Jesus is walking this earth today, he may wonder where is our faith. Do we have faith in all that's going on, the coronavirus, just the world all in general? Do we have faith that we're going to make it through? Do we have faith that no matter what happens, I'm going to trust the Lord? Do we have faith to know if anything should happen that we're going to go home with the Lord? Do we have that kind of faith? Do we put our trust in in the Lord, or do we put our trust in ourselves? Do we sometimes sidestep the Lord and begin to act like we are empowered, that we have the answers to our problems, in our situation, do we trust, put our trust in our wisdom? Do we think because we're Bible scholars, because we're Bible readers, that we have it all down, that we can do as Jesus did and calm the wind and stop the rain? Do we have all that? Do, do we put our, our trust in our strength? We're so strong that no storm can come over and move us. Well, I come to serve you this morning and tell you that it doesn't matter how strong you are. When the storms of life come, we have to have somebody that we can lean on that can help us through a storm. Do we put our trust in our career? Do we think? that money can get us to where we need to be? Do we trust, put our trust in our family? Do we tell our family everything and tell God nothing? Before we can put our trust on Jesus, how many of us don't put our trust in Jesus, but we'll put our trust in somebody else? But we're the ones that saying that, Lord, I trust you. Every Sunday after Sunday, we get up in the church and we say, Lord, I trust you. But when the storm comes and the rain comes and the wind begins to rock, we don't trust him as we should. Today, many people would rather believe the news than to hear and see rather than believe the word of God. We don't want to believe what God's word says. Oh, we have so little faith. 
wonder why we can't make it. We wonder why we're sick. People would rather believe that a drug peddler has a cure for illness than to believe that God can heal them. Our faith has become so little. Cancer isn't a giant killer. Our faith is. We don't believe that we can be healed. Before we take on faith, we take on worry. We worry about this. We worry about that. Well, worry only adds to your sickness. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody this morning. We own, and the, the more we worry, the sicker we get. But when we begin, when we begin to believe and to trust God, He will make a way for us. People, but in order for the Word of God to work, we have to believe at which time it can be a reality. We, we must remember that not one of us are exempt from facing problems. Not one of us. We all going to go through something. We all going to be through something. If we believe in God's word, we prepare ourselves for the trying time. How many of us are standing on God's word this morning? No matter what the doctor reports say, no matter what the judge, no matter what this person says, or that person say, are you standing on the word this morning? Do you have faith this morning? They said if you had, the Bible said, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, and you look at a mustard seed, a mustard seed is very small. If, you, if we had the, the faith of a mustard seed, that's all we need. As we cook, as we look at verse 25, we can see the real problem wasn't a storm, but it was disciples' faith. If they knew who was on the boat with them, if they knew that they had a storm calmer, a rain stopper, everything they needed on the boat, but they were worried because they let fear set in. How many of us let fear set in before we let the Word of God set in? How many of us get all stirred up before we have to go around and find God's Word to calm down? Well, if we would reverse that and begin to stand on His Word, and apply his word to our lives, oh, how much better we will be. As Christians, we will face storms, trials, and tribulations during our lifetime. Oh, the Bible says that God went through some things for you and for me. So if he went through some things and we're made in his image, what makes us think that we're not going to go through also? But when we encounter challenges, more times we meet fear before we meet. More times we stand and look at 
the problem instead of looking at the problem solver. The reason a lot of us have problems because we haven't given them over to the problem solver. When you give them over to the problem solver, he is able to solve our problems. Oh, Lord. Thank God. In every situation that we face, we need to know that the Lord is able to help us and he wants to help us. He didn't come because he didn't want to help us. He wants us to have faith in him, have trust in him, knowing that he's going to make the best decision for our lives. He's going to make a way for you and I. We have to know that Christ can steal the storm and calm the troubled water. Oh, I want to tell you this morning that no storm is too tough for God. Oh, God can, can calm the sea. Oh, this morning you might be in a storm this morning, and you don't know which way to turn. You worried about it, complained about it. But I come this morning to tell you that God knows about it. Don't worry. Put it all in the master's hands. He is going to work it out. He is going to calm your storm. He is going to give you the joy that you so well deserve. You must call on the name of Jesus. In our time of need, not when we don't need them. We should call on the name of Jesus when we're going through. He is able to help us through. Faith and fear cannot dwell in the same heart. Can we sleep in the midst of trouble? When things trouble you at nighttime, do you wrestle and tussle with it? Do you be up all night having rested in sleepless night? Or do you put your faith in God and say, Lord, here it is. I'm going to give it all to you. And in the morning when I wake up, I'm going to be all right because I know that you're going to make a way. Can we trust God and not worry about the storms we face in life? Can we trust him? In our time of trouble, can we trust them? When things don't work the way we ought to think they should work, do we have the faith to believe that God is going to work it out? Or will we continue to worry about it? Will we continue to, to, to add to our problems? So when we deal with death, always, and just everyday life. Let us not get weary. Lord, don't let us be afraid. We have to know and believe that Jesus is able to bring us through. Let's not let us continue to trust in God, even in our weary time. Oh, even when death is not at the door, let us not forget that 
he is able to bring us through if we have faith. Let us, let us, let us increase our faith and our belief that he, he knows all and he sees all. So when we go to the doctor and we don't get the report that we think that we should get, don't worry about it. Trust God for your healing. When we become afraid, these are the times we wonder if God knows what he's doing. We should never wonder if God knows what he's doing. We should be assured that he's going to work it out. Where is your faith? Do you have the faith that you need to make it through? A crisis can happen. Very suddenly, the dangers that we face can be very real. The storm on the lake was a real threat to their lives. But what is a threat to our lives? Are we able to endure? Or do we fall apart before God can come and see about us? Do we panic over the little things? When we say that we're calm, it's not real easy to be calm, but it's easy to be confident. When you're confident, you know and realize he's going to show up in your favor. He's going to cause the storm to get this, this to get back, he's going to cause the wind to stop blowing. He's going to cause the wind to have the boat to stop rocking. When everything is going well and we're healthy and the people we love, we have money, all these things, we're good. But what happens when no one loves us, when we don't have money, when we're sick? We begin to worry. We start wondering, where is God? He promised us that he was going to show up. Then we start saying to us, did we do wrong? Why is God letting this happen to me? Does God really care? Does God really love me like he says he does? Like he says he does in the Bible. We panic, we doubt, and we struggle. The same was true about the disciples. They struggled when they awoke Jesus. They said to him, we're going to drown. They had pretty much lost all hope. How does that relate to us? Well, most of the time, we lose all hope. Before we give it to the Lord, we we are already counted the loss. But do we know that we serve a God that hasn't lost the battle? Do we know that we serve a God that will fight and he said he would be with us even to the end? 
where is your faith this morning? How long will you let the trials and tribulations of life continue to carry you down? How long will you continue to hide from the problems and not call on the name of God? Where is your faith? When you tell people that you're fine, are you really fine? Or are you just saying these things? When things aren't going well for you, are you depending on God? Or are you letting them wreak havoc in your life? A lot of us let it wreak havoc in our life. And just as just as I was saying, yes, we get cancer, but we cause it to spread because we worry too much. If we have faith, God is going to bring us through. The problem is we don't have that much faith. We say we do, but we don't. Where Where is your faith? If things started falling apart right now, right this morning, what are you going to do? Are you going to call on the name of the Lord? Or will you continue to worry about it? The Lord is going to comfort you this morning. The same thing he did for the disciples, he will do for you. He will cause the storms in your life. Decide. You will be amazed and full of awe, but you will know that it's God Himself. Your faith to be in the one that died for you and rose again. Your faith to be in the one. That cure you from sin. Your faith to be in the one who sacrificed his life for you. He's powerful enough to fix all your problems. After all, he rose from the dead. Oh, this morning, I want to know before I close, do you have the faith? the size of a mustard seed. Do you know beyond a doubt that God is able to bring you out? Do you waver when the storm comes or do you stand still? I want to know if you're planted by a hillside and a storm comes where the wind rock you back and forth, or will it uproot you if you're rooted and grounded in the Word of God? You will bend, but you just won't break. Oh, somebody needs need to know this morning, your faith will make you whole. I want, I'm looking for some faithful people who don't mind trusting in the Lord. Will you trust in 
in the midst of trouble, when you trust him, when you have joy. Oh, I come by this morning just to see if I have any faith walkers. Is there any faith walkers out there? Yes, Minister Michael Grace said, is there any faith walkers? Do you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed to trust God and his word? God bless you again. You've been listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. We've been so blessed to have Pastor Annie Gasson and Minister Michael Gray. God bless you and listen to us every Wednesday from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Because you know why we come to tell you that our Lord is all right. Amen. God bless you and have a nice evening. Amen. smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. 